0: our only hope someone say our only only. hope acts 20 and 23 i'll start there paul the apostle paul says he's going to jerusalem he doesn't know what's going to happen there but the holy spirit's been testifying to him in every city tribulations await him someone say oh my he says but none of these things move me Nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish someone say finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God anybody in here wave a hand that you can testify to the grace of God come on let the angels take a snapshot then I'm going to take you to a split screen in heaven Daniel gets a vision of what's happening will happen in the future and he's getting a vision of what will happen in the book of Revelation. Daniel 7 and verse 9. I watched all the thrones were put into place. Someone say all the thrones. Right before this, he sees beasts coming from four seas, at which foretells the kings of the earth. And he sees the last one is called the little horn, which is the Antichrist. Everyone say the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is spitting his pompous words, saying all manner of things. The enemy ever said something, threaten you, intimidate you? I know he has. He's speaking those words. And then in verse 9, someone say, verse 9, everything changes. I watched till the thrones were put in place, says Daniel, and the ancient of days was seated. His garment was white as snow. His hair was white like pure wool. His throne was a fiery chariot. Wouldn't you love a fiery chariot? I just get in the car today and ride on fire. Come on, somebody. Its wheels were burning with fire, and a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand times thousands times thousands ministered to him, and ten thousands times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated. Someone say the court was seated, and the books were opened. I love this, Jesus over 2021, you just got a glimpse into the coronation of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody, and it's coming up. Father, we welcome your Holy Spirit here today. Speak, Lord, in my weakness, be strong. I'm dependent upon you today. Whisper into the ears of my friends in this room, even what I do not say. Come, Holy Spirit, with your strength and your power and your might, and do what only you can do. I trust you. And we ask you to speak to us in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Jesus in 2021, I'll tell you how these two tie together as we journey through this morning. The praise and worship team was so kind to end ahead of time. They heard that I was long-winded. So you will be out by 12. Look at your name and say, she's just kidding. She's kidding on them ending early. Anyway, you ought to ask yourself or often we ask ourselves in this, what will this year hold for me? Um, you know when I was growing up we never heard people say this is gonna be my year I guess because we didn't have social media right so you didn't hear people say this is my year this is my year and every year that I've been on social media since 2009 somebody says this is my year I've got an answer for you. This is your year because you're the daughter or the son of the almighty God, the ancient of days. He rules and reigns and every year belongs to the Lord. Give him praise this morning. Come on, give him praise. Jesus, how will this year go? I'll tell you right now, there will be joy this year. You will dance, you will laugh. I've got the cutest video of Esther Project. I was going to show it this morning, but I thought that's just too much. But it's of me coming through a dance line behind tina and sherry higgins and bailey and christine and courtney and i'm down low dancing through the dance line why don't to know is though cheryl has come up behind me and she's people are laughing so hard and when i turn and see her it gives you so much joy you should put it on replay you know there's going to be times this year you're going to have joy someone say joy but we know that joy often dances with sorrow and grief as if it has a right There will be times this year that you will cry because that's just life. There is no year that has ever existed or ever will be that you will not have our hard times. Jesus said all who live in this world shall have trouble. But guess what out of the gate. I'll tell you this morning that God rescues the righteous from all their trouble. Somebody give him praise. You will have times you will dance and times that you will walk and hardly faint. Back in the old sailor times, the mariners, they didn't have um, the things that we, the technology that we had, all they had was maps. So when a new captain took over a ship, the captain before him would have taken the map and would have laid it out and he would have drawn on it the passage that he took upon this sea or that sea or this to this land. And he would say, here be dragons, here be trouble. Here be storms, here be Leviathan, come on somebody. Here being a lot of pirates bootlegging, come on somebody. But there was a captain, a mariner that came late in life, according to the writings of historians, and he wrote over those places. He marked out, here be dragons, here be storms, here be turbulence. And he wrote, here be God, here be God, here be God, and here be God. Somebody needs to write on 2021 and on 2020, here be God. Someone give him praise this morning in this political climate, in this discouragement of all the things going on in our world, what we just came through. I think of, um, you know, Isaiah, who in Isaiah 6 said, "In in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord. Why is that important? Because in the heat of politics, in the heat of discouragement, in the heat of, I don't have a clue what's gonna happen. Come on, somebody. I also saw the Lord. In 2020, I also saw the Lord. In 2016, I also saw the Lord. In 2021, I also saw the Lord. Regardless what this year brings, if you thinking, oh, this is going to be my year, it's going to be nothing but joy, you're living in a cave of denial, and we don't live in denial. There are bad things and good things and wonderful things and negative things that will happen this year, but in 2021, you must See the Lord over every situation. Someone give him praise. The psalmist said, The godly delivers us, the God delivers the godly out of all trouble. Someone say, All. Deuteronomy 29 and 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord. That means the secret things, the things we don't understand. Everybody has their question they want to ask God when they get to heaven. I think when we get there, Tasha, and we see him, we'll drop those questions. But one of mine is: why did the roach survive? Come on, somebody. Why? Why, why, why? And why the mosquito? I'll study it and then figure out what the roaches do. And my exterminator tried to give me a little lecture. I looked at him like you're an idiot. I don't want roaches. I love you, but I don't want them. They don't, they don't part of my life. Can I get an amen? But there's deeper questions, we think, things that we didn't understand. I want to tell you today, don't let it put you down what you don't understand about your life. Shanice, it's okay to say to the Most High God, I don't understand why that happened. I don't understand why it went that way, because the Bible says the secret things belong to him. scholar taught me one time get a deuteronomy 29 29 file and put the things in there you don't understand and shut the drawer and stay true to that which you do understand that god is good he is loving jesus is lord and the peace of the spirit is with us can i get an amen in this house come on but what god tells paul is he says there's going to be turbulence now chris vernon When I'm on a plane, I was thinking about this and telling the girls the other day. When I'm on a plane, I don't ever know if I want the pilot to tell me turbulence is coming. I mean, I don't know if I just want to be surprised when books go flying in the air and people start screaming and I start praying in all the languages I know. But it makes me nervous as I get older. Turbulence. And I always guess, do I want to know or not know? Do I want to know or not know? And sometimes they'll tell you, and that'll help you. I was telling the girls, the older I get, I have this thing, I'm embarrassed to tell you, that I wrap my feet around my chair. I've only started doing this the last five years flying. When it gets turbulent, because something about those little feet make me think I can keep that plane in the air. Come on, somebody, that I can ride it out. But I remember uh, we were going up to the uh, Citadel in Camp Haitia. Pastor and I, we first remarried. And it's, a, it's way up. It survived every major earthquake. It was a place that the French uh, king at that time built. It's still intact. It's amazing. But we got in a little plane in Port-au-Prince, and we had to fly to cap And the plane was so little. We got in the plane, and the pilot had been the pilot for Jimmy Swagger, And the missionaries were saying, oh, he's such a man of great faith. And Stacy, when he started praying, he scared the Jabibis out of me. Are you with me? He was like, "Oh hey, Lord God, as we descend among the principalities, we don't know what might happen to us." And I'm like, "Get me off of this plane!" That is not the prayer. And he was like, "Woo, we're taking off, and if we don't come back, we're gonna see you in glory." I, I looked at Pastor Greg and I said, "I want to get off this plane." He said, "Rhonda, well, we took off," and he was, "Woo!" I mean, I like to be a pilot. Said, "It's gonna be smooth sailing today." the sunny 95 birds are chirping and there's a slight breeze on the southwest in fact enjoy read a magazine paint your nails get a manicure they're giving massages in the back of the plane so just enjoy your flight how many want that flight come on i mean seriously we made it we made it we made it on that plane but i told pastor hank after that i will never ride on a small plane again but i did i just thought don't pray like that but what happens here is paul said none of these things someone say none of these things move me look at your neighbor and say they're just things things are going to move in 2021 things that you like and things that you don't like things are going to move but daniel season daniel 7 i'll tie this in hang with me a split screen where the enemies of god are creating turmoil because it's the fallen world and all the beasts are coming before the heavens And they're hurling their words, and they're making their decrees. And all this looks really good until the Ancient of Days walks in. Come on, somebody. We used to sing a song. Glory and power. Anybody know that? Be unto the Ancient of Days. And I was the worship leader, so I got that one down. So here we go. But you see, until the Ancient of Days set down, it says in Psalms 90 and 2, before the mountains were born, they're born, oh you lord brought them forth out of the world from everlasting someone say from everlasting to everlasting daniel has a vision of that which is to come which is also repeated in the book of revelation but we're not gonna worry about that today in a time of political upheaval in a land that seemed foreign to him he had so many questions of why things were happening god showed him the great courtroom of heaven and he showed the last beast there was kings of the earth we'll touch on that later But he showed the last beast who came forth and said his teeth were so deadly, which was the spirit of the Antichrist, which is alive in the earth today. Oh, we don't see the man, the Antichrist, but we see it. And he was hurling pompous words. They were terrifying. And he said all this was going on until the Ancient of Days walked in. I love that. And all this sorrow was taking Rhonda down until the Ancient of Days walked in. And all this trouble was pushing Michael back until the Ancient of Days came in. And all this accusation was hurting Shanice's heart until Ancient of Days, whose name is God the Father, walked in. And this prodigal child seemed like he or she was lost until the ancient of days took his seat in the throne room somebody give him praise this morning the throne in heaven is occupied and i'm not going anywhere neither you you're not god and i'm not god it's a message of hope God the ancient of days will never get old he will never be confined he will never be frightened God is on his throne I know the history you live in he says to you and I today but I want you to know that I'm here how do you stay calm how do you stay calm on a roller coaster confusion turmoil the source of our peace is high and lifted up when you look at the paper, when you look at the news, I'm done with the news. Anybody with me? I am done with the news. But that which I watch on the news is not God saying, whoa, I didn't see that happening. History is not happening to God. History is unfolding in the very palm of God's hand. Somebody say amen. In the book of Revelation, there's an unfolding of the seven seals. And John, I preach on this many times. He says, "Who is worthy to open this? Who is worthy?" It's about the end of days, and no one was found worthy. And John said, "I began to weep because no one in the heavens or under the earth was worthy." And all of a sudden, the angel tapped me on the shoulder. He said, "John, stop weeping. I see right there the spirit of the Lord. The Lord tapping us on the shoulder, and we think it's done. It's done. I can't hope anymore. It's done. I don't have peace anymore. It's done." I don't know how this is going to end. It's done. I'm discouraged. It's done. I want 2021 to be tiptoe through the tulips. I want it to be my little happy, happy, happy day 365 days. You will have joy in this year because the ancient of days is on the throne. You see, regardless of what's going on and here, no one was worthy. And the angel said to John, John, look. And John said, I looked in the center of the heavens and at the right hand of God was the lamb of god that we sang about this morning and forever he will be glorified and the angel said he is worthy someone say jesus is worthy none events that we are living happen at random god knew even beyond what we're facing god is still on the throne you're not God. I'm not God. But the confidence and the boldness we have is not even in our wonderful country name, America. We are citizens of another place. We are citizens of another kingdom. We keep our eyes on what he's saying, what he's doing. Everything that happens, God says, don't worry. The Ancient of Days has the last word. Someone give him praise. When my mama sometimes would call me out, as she often did. And I'd look at her like, how in the world did you know that? Come on, somebody. She always told me she had eyes in the back of her head. I think she had eyes in every part of her body. Come on, somebody. She'd look at me. I don't know if your parent ever said this. You'd say, I was not born yesterday. This isn't my first rodeo. I raised your sister before you, you know. I listened to the Lord or whatever. I'm going to tell you something. Ancient of Days says to us, I was not born yesterday. I did not just come on the scene. In fact, the Ancient of Days says... I was not born at all. And one day he will right all wrongs. Come on, somebody. Romans 11. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. I want you to say all all things everything in your life and daniel sees god which brings paul's we're coming back to him in just a moment paul's confidence the ancient of days judged in favor of the saints i want to tell you something you may go before an earthly judge you may go before a banker you may go before a boss and you may think this is unfair they didn't rule in my favor you may be going before a leader you may go you feel like no one ruled in my favor i'm going to tell you something If you're part of the kingdom of God that belongs to Jesus, the ancient of days will judge in the favor of the saints. Don't ever give up on him. Can I get an amen? As the Psalmist said, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the maker of the heavenly earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber because he knows you. He does not slumber or sleep. The Lord is your shade. I want you to say the Lord is my shade and he will preserve me from all trouble. Say it again. He will preserve me from all trouble. Here's the deal. Daniel sees the Ancient of Days telling his side of the story. Anybody excited for God to tell his side of the story? Anybody excited for God? You've seen it in your own life. We have no idea the unseen activity that's going around us. One day we will sit at Christ's feet. In heaven and hear the behind scenes of the stories of historical events that we thought were random and no doubt about it our hair if we have some I don't have a lot of hair in heaven anybody tracking with me I mean it's gonna be beautiful look for the girl with beautiful hair no doubt about it your hair will stand up on your head God's ways are unfathomable his creativity is untamable. You will never tame the ancient of days. You will never force him into a corner. If you think, Donnie, the the events going on in our world right now somehow forced God into a corner, you better back up seven steps and wait a little bit because history will never back God into the corner. Nero couldn't back him into the corner. Hitler couldn't back him into the corner. Every evil emperor, president and potentate cannot back God into the corner. God is not taking his people on a cruise ship. He's taking his people on a battleship. Come on, somebody. There's an awakening that's happening. I've never seen so many people praying in America for this country in my life. I'm 59. I've never seen it. I've never known about it. And God is hearing and God is saying nothing can tame me. Nothing can hold me back. I'm the ancient of days. Let the beast of the earth hurl their words. But when I sit in court and I open the book, I shall tell my side of the story. I remember in 1983 when God told his side of the story in my life and he healed my broken heart and he healed me of insecurity. He healed me of rejection. He healed me of fear. You see, Paige, all the beasts of the earth thought they had me. They thought they'd keep me down in my damaged emotions. One day I was at Western Steer Steakhouse, whatever that was. Over there were Las is now. And I was checking out, putting my pennies together. I was a lease student working three jobs, Paige. And there was a book on the little round thing that said Healing for Damaged Emotions. And I just thought, I need that. I didn't know why, but I need that. So I counted out my quarters. This is not a lie. We were living on Little. Anybody ever live on Little? I was counting out my quarters, and we'd put water in the shampoo bottle and shake it for days because we were poorly students. Come on. And so I bought that book. That book began the healing. Interestingly enough, recently I've started with several people in healing for damage and but one from very east side of Tennessee, way up was born the year that I pulled that book off that shelf. And she has struggled with some formidable odds. I've known her since she was a little bitty, bitty girl, known her parents many many years, 30. And you know what, I'm going to say about the ancient of days when they thought they had that girl Dawn and they were going to kill her gift of evangelism. They were going to kill the gift on her and straddle her down with bondage. God said, you know what, the year that she's born, I'm going to take little Rhonda. She's going to put her quarters together, her nickels, her pennies and her dimes. And she's going to buy a book and not eat a baked potato that night because she spent all her money. Come on. And I'm going to walk her into the deep recesses of her heart and i'm going to heal her i'm going to do it you see the ancient of days says to whatever is against you you just think you're doing right you just think you got this thing solved but i'm going to tell you the ancient of days is going to take his place in the court he's going to open the book he existed before everything began colossians 1 and 17 and he holds all creation together let History. Let potentates, let kings, let countries think they're going to overwhelm and overcome. I'm going to tell you, God is at the center of the universe and saying, I'm going to make everything go my way. I'm looking to the coronation of my son and the restarting of another world. You do your best shot, but let me tell you, you're not in control. You're not pulling the strings. You may deceive and you may do all manner of things to try to get your agenda but don't think for a moment that i the lord do not know what's going on somebody give the lord a hand clap of praise and on your worst day god said when i think about pastor todd and all the losses in his life and and the beast of the world thought they had him and they could maybe pull him out and pull him away from his place don't ever walk away from the place god has given you and, and they thought that, but then God said, I'm going to sit down and you're going to see what I'm going to say. Someone wave a hand before the Lord God Almighty. His name is the Ancient of Days. So Paul says, but none of these things move me, that I don't count my life dear, that I may finish my race with joy. Someone say joy. joy. And I may receive and give the grace that Jesus has given me. What's so important is that you know that none of these things move me. And Paul used the word "but." But is what in grammar. It's a conjunction. How many grew up watching Schoolhouse Rock? Oh, if you didn't look it up, it's a great way. If you just want to be smart, go watch. It's a bill. Anyway, it'll tell you about the electoral college. It's little singing cartoons but there was conjunction junction watch your function anyway it goes on and on it's two little hobos and they're connecting trains it's so cute but you learn so much from it. we watch it every saturday my parents knew she's going to need this but is a conjunction used to introduce something contrasting to what has already been mentioned paul says this is going to going to be a rough ride turbulence up ahead going to be some joy too paul had glorious wonderful days you always will have those cuz you're in christ but he said, but I want to do something else. All of this does not move me. Today, you need to use the conjunction but about what's going on in our life and what's in our world. This is all going on, but it does not move me. I'm dealing with this, but it's not going to move me. And I'm dealing with that, but it's not going to move me. I'm feeling this, but it's not going to move me. It's not going to move me. Someone say, it's not going to move me. That conjunction means, it means not this, but that. Not the things that come against me, but that. And that is, it's not going to move me. A word of conjunction, she's 83, but still goes swimming every day. I want to be her. Anybody with me? It was in Cairo that he met Nada, but that's another story. Anyway, the word that connects, everyone say connects two things. God's grammar was one of the mightiest sermons I ever heard when I was a child. And it was never, and I've said it so many times, Never put a comma where God puts a period, but never put a period where God puts a comma. Can I get an amen? Don't put a period where God has said this is not the end. You feel like it is, but it's not. You just put a comma here or an ellipsis, a pause in speech and wait. Just wait because it's not the end. One of the greatest uses of this word is found in the gospel when Mary and Martha, Jesus' BFF, his besties, sent him a message and said, Lazarus, whom you love, your best friend, you stay with us all the time. He is dying. Come. And Jesus waited four days. And when he got there, Lazarus was dead. You know that story. But let me use the conjunction and move on. And listen to this conjunction, one of the most amazing statements of faith from Martha. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. If you had moments, Lord, if you'd been there, that wouldn't have happened to me. Lord, if you'd been here, that wouldn't have happened to me. Lord, if, if you've just been with me, I mean, I don't understand a lot of things. I, I don't understand some things that happened last week in our capital. I don't understand that. I have some theories on it, but I don't understand it. I don't understand things I've gone through in my life. Anybody here that's got like a super big knowledge of why you've gone through everything? Well, hello, you're in a little realm of your own, Scotty. Beam up to Jesus. Come on, somebody. Because most of us, someone say most of us, most of us don't have thi- have things we do not understand. If you had been here, Lord. This would not happen. Lord, if you just sat down as the ancient of days, this wouldn't have happened. Lord, if you just moved your hand, this wouldn't have happened. But she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And then she says, but, but I'm going to not, I'm going to disregard that. And I'm going to come to this side. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. That is what's called second degree resurrection faith that says Lord I'm not counting you out that little conjunction but in the middle of the sentence seems like it should end Lord if you had been here my brother would not have died and then she just walks away but she doesn't I'm gonna tell you it's okay to say, the Lord I don't understand why I went through that I don't understand why this is happening in our country I don't understand why that's happening to my child I don't understand this but Martha was smart enough because she knew Jesus to say but even now If you ask Jesus, he will give you what you ask for. I want to say to you today, get the word, but in the statements that you make, she refused to let her dreams and her disappointment. Don't put a period at the end of your disappointment put a comma and then say, but Lord, even in the midst of this disappointment, even in the midst of this, not going the way I wanted it to go, even in the midst of this situation, even in the midst of this trouble, even in the midst of this adversarial situation, I know right now that you will get whatever you ask the father for. So I'm asking you God to give me that kind of faith that says, this is that. But none of that's going to move me. Somebody give Jesus praise today. Come on. Somebody, don't let it move you. Paul knew his why. Your why will keep you on track. Plans changed. Things changed. People changed. My husband's cousin, his precious cousin, had his house burnt to the ground. Two days ago, Russell in, in Arkansas, burnt to the ground. Are you all right, cousin? He's a big old burly man, sweet as a teddy bear, Santa Claus looking and I said, he's Pastor Hank's cousin. I said, Are you all right, cousin? He said, It's just things, cousin, because that's what things are. Plans will change, but your purpose stays the same. James spoke of Solo de Gloria. Is a Latin term for glory to God alone. It means my wife says for me to live is Christ. Some things are going to happen that I don't like. I'm going to love these things. Some things I'm going to like. Some things are going to be great. There's going to be people that are going to move in and out of my life. There's going to be things. The boss may move me to the second shift. Can I get an amen? The boss may tell me to come in an hour early. They may tell me to move this. They may move this. They may move that. Oh, we love to move things as women, don't we? We just get a joy out of moving furniture. At a moving things but when people move things on us can i get an amen come on we're going to surprise you now pastor hank is the king of surprises one time while i was gone on a, a retreat he painted the whole house a different color and put all white furniture in it and then he bought all the dishes i came in and i said what in the world now i was young then now i'd say we're taking this back we're taking this back call somebody back then i was like oh okay but now i got my own mind about the way i wanted to look i don't like surprises anybody with me And sometimes we don't like when people move things on us, but what we say, these things will not move me. So how is Jesus over in 2021? Well, How are you going to make that happen? You've got to be intentional with your life. You've got to pray no matter what. You've got to let your purpose continue no matter what. I'm a citizen of the America, of the United States of America, but if this country's government goes as liberal as far as it can, I don't know what will happen this week, but if it does, it is not going to change me. It is not going to change my purpose. I'm still called to the same people I've been called to my whole life. I'm still going to declare and decree. I'm still going to bless and not curse no matter what kind of hell is unleashed or what kind of heaven is unfolded. Come on, somebody. You got to stay purpose and intentional. As Job said, gird up your loins. That means, and I'll be PG, put on your big boy pants. Come on, somebody, put on your big girl pants and tell yourself, come on, self, self, you belong to the Ancient of Days. It does not matter what happens. If it goes liberal as the day is long, When they persecuted the Church of Acts, they tripled overnight. The more they persecuted them, the more they grew. They persecuted them more. Salvation started happening in every region. They scattered them and they won nations. India is alive today because Thomas went there when they were persecuted. Africa is alive today because Philip and Nathaniel went there when they got persecuted. It doesn't mean you're going to have to leave Cleveland and go live in Zimbabwe. It doesn't mean you're going to have to leave cleveland it means the church of jesus christ is awakening we are awakened in a way that we've never been awakened and we're going to gird up our loins and pit on our big girl and big boy pants and say this is happening but it does not move me i am called appointed i am purposed i'm going to be the light in this world somebody give jesus a hand come on come on if you mean it if you don't mean it don't give him a hand I'm going to be the light regardless of what happens. So we come back to what we saw in Daniel as we hang with Paul a couple more minutes. That He's hurling pompous words, the Antichrist. And it looks like he's just winning. In fact, it says in the book of Revelation, the spirit of the Antichrist begins to, this is crazy, hurl words against those that are in heaven. The saints that are in heaven. You know what? It's one thing to go after flesh and blood. When you start going after the redeemed around the throne, you crazy. Come on, somebody. The ancient of the day is going to bop your head down to the center of the hell. Come on. And that is exactly what's going to happen. It's word a little better than that in Revelation, but that's my terminology. The pompous words come to intimidate you. Listen to this. The voices of the age try to intimidate us, Donnie, to overwhelm us, to attack us, and to discourage us. And once you've retreated in submission, you're a slave to the intimidator no longer free to obey the will of the Lord. You get intimidated by those words, that beachhead, that stronghold in your mind of the things moving you instead of moving with God and knowing that he's in control. One of my favorite stories is about Gene Robore. You don't have time to tell this morning, but a wonderful, like a Susan Vernon of our body or Linda Jarvis or Courtney or a Misty a great woman of God, but the enemy told her one day that something was terribly wrong with her. And he kept telling her stuff and he kept telling her stuff and he kept telling her stuff. And, and the doctor tried to tell her it wasn't true. Her husband tried to tell her, which I mean, she was a strong woman, a Sunday school teacher, a teacher in the educational system. She was awesome, but she kept listening to the voice. The voice kept intimidating her and they did everything to do. Finally, they had to just drug her up on Thorazine and she was like living in a shell. Then they ended up putting her in an insane asylum and she was dying straight jacket. And one day, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to a great prophet who's in heaven today, Paul Cain, told him through a series of events where she was, because no one knew where she was. His par- Her parents came to Paul Cain's meeting. The Lord revealed in an open vision where she was in the psychiatric hospital. He got there, and Jean Reborg said she remembered seeing White come down the hallway. She was so gone, she was so deluded. She was at the end of her life, and she saw that. And by the time he got to where she was, he said, fear thou not, for I have redeemed you, says the Lord i have called you by name and you are mine Jean. and when he said those words it started that that thing started coming off of her slowly and slowly and then he said gene when i leave here today he said first of all you've not blasphemed the holy ghost because she was convinced she had done that you see the enemy was trying to intimidate her because her life she lived all of her last days for christ and power and strength but the enemy wanted to intimidate her. that's a dramatic story i'll finish it in a second that's a dramatic story but I am going to say don't put that in a thing that can't happen to you because I have been anybody else been oppressed with pompous words of intimidation of putting you down overwhelm you discourage you of things that have happened to you or things about yourself and he said when I leave here Jean that voice is going to speak to you again because I mean she had a radical they could see it the doctors checked her out she got released before she did he said that voice will come back it'll feel like an icy hand like it did in the beginning But when it does, Gene, you are to say, I know the plans he has for me, my Lord, to give me good and not to harm me. I am not afraid because he holds me my right hand. He leads me, and as surely as when Paul Cain left that institution, that cold, voicey, icy hand reached back into her mind, and she spoke out loud, this is a day that you've got to speak what God has said over you. She began to declare that words, and she was set free. She was rejoined to her family. She traveled the world telling her story. The ancient of days said the beast of depression and craziness and all kind of oppression has come up. Gene, but I'm gonna open court and I'm gonna silence the voice somebody give Jesus a hand in this place Paul said none of these things move me because the ancient of days is in his place he said I'm gonna press on another part to take hold of what Christ took hold of me for what is Christ taking hold of you for how did Paul keep going he didn't let the fire you see you don't ever forget I was telling my story to two uh, two women two young women this week that I'm I'm spending some time with. And when I go to tell my story to both of them, I'd cry. But I said, I know it's crazy, it's been 30 years. But I cry, but it's like, it's happened to somebody else. I'm crying about that girl that went through that. You see, because the fire doesn't burn me anymore. I'm gonna tell you, for you that are dealing with some things that hurt you in your past, or things you don't know you can overcome, the Bible says that He has the ability to forget, and that doesn't mean that He does not remember. He doesn't have, you know, some kind of memory problem. It means that He gives us the ability to say, "This is not going to burn you anymore." You get to the point that you remember it. You get to the point that you talk about it, but it doesn't put you on the floor anymore. I believe a miracle is coming for somebody. I believe that Jesus can go back into those things of the past and walk. And I remember sitting here when I led healing for damaged emotions and beginning of the church put like a hundred people through at a time and we'd get in our groups I sat with a mighty woman of God today whose name I cannot say but has not been at this church for many 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 oh many many years but she confessed an abortion and it was overwhelming her her and her husband didn't have any children at that time I remember we met silently and prayed I didn't even know that much about it but as I prayed with her Jesus begin to walk back like he did in my past into that timeline with her. I remember this might be too much for some of you but I remembered as he described through this little servant what that looked like in that room as she talked to him. I remember her crying so hard and me crying so hard. Every moment I could smell the things that she was smelling. It's unusual but that's how I went through my healing of damaged emotions. It's not psychological babble that tries to convince something happened to you that did not happen. The spirit of the Lord never makes up anything he heals you of that which happened can you say amen and we cried and we prayed donnie and then we saw jesus take that baby as it came out and go to heaven with that baby and then we could see that little girl running it was so beautiful it was holy if i never did anything holy again in my life after that moment that would have been enough but that's not all that jesus took hold of me that i can take hold of as well but i tell you today that woman has three children grandchildren on the way she's walked in wholeness her whole life and recently she confessed to someone that's close to me that i walked through they said she's never told me that well i know pastor rod would never tell you it was me but it was me and she said i'm ready to walk other people through that bad horrible day and see jesus Jesus heal them. Come on, somebody, give him praise. Paul said, the things which are behind us, we must put aside. We must. Even our past successes, our past fears. You know, there's a tendency the older you get just to live in the old days. I mean, I love to talk about things. But you ever go back to your elementary school, Mayfield? I went to school there. Um, the old building that now belongs to Lee, and I went back to see this the, the schoolroom, Stacy, and honest to God, I thought this was so big when I was a child. Do you ever do that? This was like 100,000 square feet. I mean, you know, a friend looked at me like, you're crazy. I said, this was huge. They must have diminished it to a little bitty tiny room. The, 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 the cook lady, what do you call it? Lunch lady. She said, no, darling, this is the same one that you went to. But sometimes the way you remember things are bigger than they really are. Good and bad. Good and bad. They're bigger than they really are. I remember going back to my high school in Upland with Christine in 2014, and the school was shut down. I walked out there at Upland High School and walked around the school, and I thought, I told Christine that this cafeteria was bigger when I went here, and and everything was bigger. You know, then I realized, no, it wasn't. It was the way you saw it. And sometimes things in our past that were success. We just want to hold on to it. I love to relive days even of this church, but I ain't just going to sit around and relive. And I met some people who want to do that at their church, at their job, in their home. They just want to constantly talk about what was. I'm thankful. I love the memories, and I laugh and I rejoice. But, Donnie, I'm looking for what Jesus can do now. Come on, somebody. I'm looking. Come on, somebody give Jesus a hand clap of praise. I'm looking for what he can do. Those moments in the past, Paul said, I'm putting them behind me, whether they were good or bad. You can build them up bigger than they were whether it was good or bad, until you go back and you see Jesus on them. Remember two weeks ago I got a revelation that when we look behind us, the reason that he was following Israel is when we look behind him, we just need to see Jesus and nothing else. Can you say amen? So I want to say to you, strengthen your weak knees. Grab hold with a new grip. Someone say a new grip. Say in 2021, I'm not going to stop till I accomplish everything God has called me to do. I'm not going to let politics sway me. I'm, I get a little ticked sometimes. Some of you all know that I get passionate. We have meetings sometimes, a little leaders, and well, I just get mad about some things going on in the country. And I do, I'll just say things and I'll cry and they all look at me like, bless her, Lord. But here's the deal, I may get mad about those things, but I'm not gonna let those things move me. I'm a citizen of the heavenly kingdom. I'm a citizen and I belong to the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of heaven is going to expand, it's gonna move. So strengthen your hands, Paul said. Get a new grip, place the way before you so that others can come behind you. I'm gonna tell you, Every Chris, if you'll come up, I'm not quite done. If you'll come up, start helping. Everyone in this room has people coming behind them that are waiting for you to get a strong grip on yourself, strengthen your knees, get a strong grip because they're waiting for what God has given you. Standing at a steakhouse in 1981, I didn't know that a dear friend of mine would have a child that would need someone so bad she's almost 40. I did not know the year I bought the book she was being born, but the Ancient of Days did. The things you went through, you may not have understood them, but at that moment somebody could have been coming in the earth that you're going to be the answer of Jesus to them. Donna Rice, everything you've gone through is not for no reason. It's for Jesus. To take that and to heal people Can you say amen So what is on the other side Of a full investment of you Before we see Jesus in these last few moments And I pray for you I say moments So you're going to give me ten Here we go What's on the other side There ain't no one minute What's on the other side of a full investment of you Paul knew that That's why he saw the ancient days We're going to come back there in just a moment Why that means so much To give you confidence Paul kept remembering Christ He said, dig through the swamped part of your mind. It's like a swamp. Sometimes I feel like my mind, 17 tabs open. Anybody with me? It's just full of stuff. He said, dig through that like a grave and pull out a clear vision of Christ. Get your eyes off of everything else. I admit and I confess today, sometimes I get my eyes on too many other things. Lord and I have been talking a lot about that. I'm very concerned about politics. I'm very concerned about my country. But the Lord just said, Lord, I called you. Not to comment on Facebook and like and retweet. I called you to do what I called you to do. This is my kingdom. I'm the ancient of days. I'm gonna stay in my spot no matter how difficult it God is what Paul was saying because I dig through my mind and I see Jesus. Did Jesus' faith feel good when he stood before Pilate and the soldiers mocked him and beat him? Did he get goosebumps? When the thorn of his head, and they said, King of Jews, mocking him, did he love it? No, Paul said, he despised. He despised the shame. He despised. It. For the Lord God, Jesus quoted, and was quoted in Psalms, Well, help me, therefore, I shall not be confounded. I've set my face like a flint. I will not be ashamed. He was the most beat-up champion you ever saw, but the Ancient of Days was working behind the scenes. He fixed his mind on the words when God said, this is my beloved son, but I bet he felt no goosebumps. He wouldn't have felt it in his feelings when he was being beaten and cried and when the crowd around him said, he's forsaken you, If you're Christ, save yourself. He knew at that moment it appeared to all the religious that he was defeated, that Rabbi Yeshua HaMashiach, the son of Ozef, Joseph, was simply a heretic. I mean, if he was a son of God, I couldn't god save him but the ancient of days had not sat down in the court yet. he hung on a cross above religious leaders which just ticks me off hang with me who would go out for dinner that night drink their wine and laugh about that killing that yeshua he thought he was king he surely wasn't you realize the ones that crucified and went out that night and partied and danced and went on with their life went and saw their families dined like kings while the son of god died before. I'm sure faith didn't feel good. At that moment, I'm convinced he drew strength from the words of the Father. He was illuminated only by the will of the Father. But when that death blow was given, and it said, it is finished, all authority was given to Jesus. And Charles Spurgeon says it like this, As surely as he overcame and triumphed once for all, so surely you that love his name shall triumph in him too. Someone say amen. Hebrews 2 and 9, But we see Jesus who's made, above the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor to the grace of God. That's Jesus. So what's on the other side of the full investment of you? Well, Noah said he was gonna build an ark because rain was coming. Everybody said, you're crazy, Noah. That's foolish. We've never seen rain. Moses was gonna stretch a rod over the Red Sea. None of those things are gonna move him. And people said, Red Sea, we've never seen that part. Sarah was gonna shop at a Kmart in her 90s for baby clothes. Come on, somebody. David was playing with a slingshot, going to go after a big giant. You're foolish, you're crazy. Israel was walking around the walls of Jericho for seven days while Jericho just laughed and drank wine inside except for Ahab and just said, those idiots. Esther was going to seek protocol at a time of death. Caleb was going to refuse a retirement package the wise men were going to follow a star Peter said he was going to walk on water that seemed foolish little boy said here's my loaves and fishes that seemed foolish. blind Bartimaeus said mercy on me Jesus Mary said an angel did it an angel told me I'm pregnant and Jesus said I'm gonna die on the cross to save my people everything looked foolish but on the other side of a full investment of every one of these people when they didn't let the things move them and they kept their eyes on the Lord Noah, it did look foolish, but God did build the ark, and the rain did come, and a generation was saved. Can you say amen? Moses looked foolish, but he did raise his rod over the Red Sea, and the Red Sea split, one of the greatest miracles of the earth. Sarah did get a baby in the age of elderly, and that baby was Isaac. Can you say amen? David did bring down the giant called... Goliath. Israel did march around Jericho and the walls fell Esther did go before the king and the king gave her favor at a time when no favor was to be found Caleb did refuse a retirement package and he said give me this mountain I may be 80 but I'm not done I'm just beginning the wise men did follow the star and they found Jesus Peter did walk on water and gave all of us courage the little boy did give the loaves and fishes and Jesus multiplied it. blind Bartimaeus did get healed Mary did give birth to the Son of God, and Jesus Christ did die on the cross and was crucified, but he rose on the third day. Can you give him praise in this house? Come on. Can you give him praise in this house? So, this is what happens. These things don't move me. They don't move me. They don't move me. Daniel said in Daniel 7, he sees the Ancient of Days sit down. And then the beasts go on in war for a while. And then it said, in my vision at night, I looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory and sovereign power and all nations and peoples of every language worshiped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Daniel saw the coronation of Jesus Christ our Lord when God said, bring my son to me. Can you imagine how this felt when Jesus enters with 10,000s of thousands into the throne room of heaven for God to give him that crown after everybody said, it's done, it's over. They put a period where God said, put a comma. I don't know what that felt, but I know what it felt. My daughter's been married twice because her first husband is in heaven. And I know what it felt like when she entered the room in that beautiful white dress. I know what I felt and you know what? The preacher and the daddy get all the moments but it's the mama that stands first. Come on somebody and woe be that anyone stood before me either time. So you know I stood and to see her come down in all that beautiful white because that was my daughter. I want to tell you something. The ancient of days who's been existing before time began God Almighty sees his son come into his throne room. He sees him robed in white. He sees him as the conquering king he sees him as the living Lord he sees him as the line of the tribe of Judah you see everyone that saw him on the cross everyone that saw you in different situations in your life and said it's dawn has not seen the king walk into the throne room yet but God saw it and when he came in he said your kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom. And to your people, to your people, I give this kingdom forever and ever. Potentates will pass away. Dominions will come and go. Presidents will die and live again if they know Jesus. But there is only one who is eternal. His name is Jesus. His name is the Lamb of God. Jesus over 2021. Can you give him praise? Can you give him praise? One more thing and I'm done. Good thing they gave it to me early. You see, Jesus quoted the words of Daniel in Mark 14 when he was led before the high priest. And the high priest asked Jesus, what is this they testify about you? Are you the Christ? And Jesus said, I am. And said, many guards just fell down when he said that. And and then Jesus said very boldly, even though he knew he was on trial, and they were fixing to beat him and take his life. But you will see the Son of Man robed in white. You will see him coming back again. And they tore their clothes because they knew Daniel. They knew he was saying he was the Messiah. Well, I've got news for you. In 2021, there's going to be glory. There's going to be happy things. We're going to laugh. We're going to rejoice. We're going to giggle. We're going to run with joy. We're going to have beautiful blessings. And people we love, there's going to be trouble because every year has it. But this is your year because Jesus is Lord. This is your year because you are a child of the Most High God. And the Ancient of Days is in the court. He's going to open the book. Don't curse this year. Don't curse last year. Don't curse any year. You go to your worst year. If you're alive today, the Ancient of Days, He's conquered that year, too. Amen? And then Revelation 19. Stand, would you will, all over this room. I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to read this. I saw heaven open, and before me there was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like a flaming fire. His robe is dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. And on his thigh and on his robe, he has this name written, King of Kings. King of kings and Lord of lords. This morning, the Lord is asking you and I to see the King of kings and the Lord of lords over 2021. Get your eyes on him. Take him off of everything else. There's a lot of junk out there. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Draw a circle around yourself. Stay in your own lane. Run the race that God's given you. He's not giving me your lane. He's not giving you my lane. Stay in your lane. Run the race. Keep your eyes on the faithful and true, knowing that He is King and He is Lord. And soon the earth will be no more, but we got to occupy. God is in the restoring business. Do you believe that? God is in the search and rescue business. We'd love to live on a cruise ship. I know I already said that, Donnie. Whoop, whoop, woo. You know, the love of, you know, we would just love that all the time, every day. Wake up with whoop, 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 whoop. You know, and I, I, I'm very dramatic, so I have days like that. But every day is not a cruise ship, but the year belongs to the Lord. But God is in the search and rescue business, and we need to get our eyes on Him and stop being pulled to the left and the right. None of these things move me. None of these things, because I'm going to finish my race with joy, is what the Lord wants you to do. I'm going to grab hold of everything He saved me for. What did He save you for? If you don't know, ask Him. Be a light where you are right now. Be a difference maker. Be an encourager. Speak hope when other people are despairing. Do whatever your hands find to do in front of you. And no matter how you feel, you wake up feeling blue. We all do. Come on. Wake up feeling hopeless. We all do at times. Get up and do the first thing in front of you. Call someone that needs it more than you reach out to someone the lord has said to me rhonda you got to get your eyes off of everybody's tweets and you got to come back in and get your eyes on what i'm doing i'm pretty focused on the kingdom but i'm telling you if i can get distracted if all of us can get distracted me too we got to keep our eyes on the king what is he called you to do he has not changed his mind about you once you lift your hand to heaven lord jesus we just want to dedicate this year to you come on church As I pray out loud, I want you to agree with me silently. You don't have to say it out loud. You can whisper it, but I might have you declare something in a minute. Lord Jesus, we declare 2021 belongs to the Lord. We declare, Lord, that we will do your work in 2021. Lord, some days we just want to live on a cruise ship, but some days are battleship days. Lord, we know we have been appointed to live in these last days. Whether it's 100 years, 20 years, 10 years, or 5, you've got work for us to do, Lord. Let us keep our eyes on you, Christ. Let us, Lord Jesus, rise up to grab hold of what you've grabbed hold of us for. Lord, if there's some in this room right now that have been intimidated by the words of the accuser, Lord, I want to pray over them. They've been intimidated. They've been overwhelmed by the enemy's insults, his pompous words. Ancient of days, take your seat in the throne room of heaven. As you've turned things around for me, and I mentioned Pastor Todd so many others in this room, Lord, take your seat in Let them see you high and lifted up also in the midst of anything they're going through, Lord. Let them dedicate this year to you. Bring peace and joy and victory. Now I want everyone just to repeat after me with your eyes closed. Lord Jesus, I declare and I decree 2021 belongs to you. I'm not going to shrink back. I'm going to take a new hold. I'm not going to let things move me. I'm not going to let my feelings move me. I'm not going to let my fear move me. I'm not going to let my hurt move me. I'm not going to let my pain move me. Lord Jesus, here I am, send me, let me be a light. Let me bring hope. Let me bring peace. I declare you are Lord over this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you give him one more praise in this house? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, give him a big praise. Thank you, Jesus. To the King, to the Ancient of Days, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, we thank you we thank you be seated just for a moment so maybe a little practice this week is to write here be God on places here be God not here be dragons here be demons (laughs) here be this here be that but here be God I'll look at my past and write here be God on everything because I'm alive and I'm going to write here be God over this year too and make a difference how can you make a difference Uh, make a difference in your workplace make a difference where you live be christ light. I've often said to our Wednesday night crew that I teach more than preach sometimes. But anyway, I've often said to them that if I'm just alive to keep people at Zaxby's happy, I'm doing a good job. No. They say, we was just praying you'd pull in here. And I'm like, with no makeup on ball cap, why do they want to see me? Um, but I realize it's that light in you that people see. It's that light in you. It's that joy. It's that hope in you on your worst day. Just make a difference and let you know that the Lord is going to take care of everything. I believe the Lord is going to heal some things this year, some things in people's past that hurt. That seems to be the path he's got me on the first of this year to help people like that. Just make a difference. We want to give you an opportunity to worship the Lord in your offering. If you need an offering envelope, if you lift your hand and the ushers will get you one. I need one up here. Miguel, if you don't mind, in my seat. We want to remind you this Wednesday night. Everyone say this Wednesday night. We're going to be studying living on purpose in the book of Daniel. We, we invite you to come. We have worksheets, so you, you fill in the blanks and you go through. and Then you get certified in the book of Daniel when we're done. It's a great book. It's a